Welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about prayers of rest. In my last interview with Asherita Chuchu, which I will have linked in the show notes below, we talked about overcoming the struggles of prayer. Well, today we're going to delve a little bit deeper and look more specifically at a method of praying using the acronym REST, R-E-S-T. But first, a word from our sponsor. You already know that we at Coffee and Bible Time strive to help people delight in God's Word. That's why we love Alabaster and their inspiring Bibles. In addition to the visually appealing design, these Bibles are an engaging way to delve deep into God's Word. You can purchase books of the Bible individually or in bundles. Either way, your faith is sure to flourish. Alabaster Company has perfectly designed an intersection of creativity, beauty, and faith in each and every book. Use our promo code CBTPROMO or find our link below to get 10% off your order and let's experience God's beauty together. Our guest today, Asherita Chuchu, author of a brand new book called Prayers of Rest, will be sharing with us the importance of not letting distractions pull us away from God. When the duties of life begin to weigh on your mind, that's exactly the time that you need to rest in the Lord. So please welcome Asherita. Hi, thanks so much for having me again. Yes. Oh, what a joy to have you with us and sort of expand and go a little bit deeper. I'm so excited today to talk to you about the REST prayer format, R-E-S-T. And I'd love for you just to start out by telling us, how does it differ from the ACTS prayer model, which A-C-T-S, for those of you who may or may not be familiar with that, um, a lot of people actually are. So help us understand how the REST prayer format differs. Sure. Well, uh, as I shared in our previous conversation, I'd grown up in a Christian family and I grew up learning to pray the Acts way. And so adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, um, that was kind of the the framework for my prayers for years and years and years. And um, I'll still sometimes pray that way. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So please hear me. I'm not saying discard that in order to pray the rest way. What I did find in my life though, is that um, I, I had a sense of um, prayer feeling like something I was doing for God, like something on my checklist. I would read the Bible, check. I would pray, check. I can move on with my day. Um, There was also a sense of um, me in prayer, just talking, 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 and then, okay, God, good chat, moving on with my day. Let's continue. And um, I was just compelled by reading scripture and reading stories of other godly women and men throughout history who talk about 
a, a sense of God's presence with them. You talk about um, really feeling the Holy Spirit prompting them in conversations to do something or say something or or leading them in a certain direction. And, and I was wondering, God, why don't I feel that? Like, I believe your spirit is in me, uh, but why do I feel like I don't hear your voice? Um, I, I also was, again, reading through scripture and just noticed how many times God invites his people to be still, to be silent to just sit with God. And, and again, I think one of the challenges of our generation is not just distraction and noise, but, but busyness, there's always something to do. And this is where prayer can feel like something we're just adding to the list. And so with all of this coming together, and again, going back to that prayer that I keep praying, Lord, teach me to pray. Would you teach me how to be in conversation with you? Um, He gradually kind of wooed me toward this sense of incorporating stillness and silence and a time of just being with him not performing for him, not interceding for others, not um, searching my heart for, for what I want to say to God. There's room for all of that in prayer, but a time of just, I think Zephaniah says that the Lord God is among you like a warrior who rejoices over you with singing and gladness. And, and, and he's just thrilled that, that you are his child and he wants to be with you. He wants you to be aware of his presence in your life. And so that's where this acronym rest really came out of. Um, and in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, that, that we also talked about in our last episode, uh, Jesus' invitation, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. And And it caused me to ponder what might that look like in prayer? Because there were times when I had prayed about things, when I had um, adored God for who he was and I confessed my sins and I thanked him for ways that he'd provided. And then I spent time in supplication and asking him for things. And yet I didn't feel any more rested than when I'd started praying. (laughs) And so that led me to say, maybe maybe there's something else that can be incorporated in my rhythm of prayer that would introduce this stillness. And that's where um, rest is what helps guide me into that space of not just talking to God, not just praying to check it off my list, but becoming aware of this is a conversation with a creator of the universe. And he invites me to bring everything and leave it there and rest with him. So Do you want to go through the acronym? Yes. All right. So rest, R-E-S-T. The R stands for recite God's goodness. Oh, this is such a good place to start because um, oftentimes I forget who God is. I, I call it soul amnesia. We forget who God is and what he's done from one day to the next we can look at the Israelites in, in the desert and be like, how can you be so short-sighted? Like God just parted the Red Sea. He just provided manna. He, like, will he not give you water? And yet we also suffer from soul amnesia. God has been faithful to us and good to us day after day, year after year, but we forget. And so we start by reciting God's goodness, by remembering who he is, 
what he's done. I love to use scripture to guide my prayers. And so I'll look at a verse and say, what does this tell me about God's character? What can I praise him for? How can I worship him for that? And so I'll do that in the abstract, like, God, you are sovereign. But then I'll also apply it to my life. And I'll think about God, when is a time when you were sovereign in my life? Can I think back and praise you, recite your goodness in specific ways toward me? Um, and, and so it becomes so personal. It's not just praise and worship for the almighty God who's somewhere distant and listening to prayers from, from the heavens. It's saying, God, you are good and you are good to me. And, and starting there really kind of reframes the conversation to follow because then we move into expressing our neediness in light of who God is and what he's done. I, he is now safe. He's a safe place for me to bring my needs, um, to look at that scripture and say, what does this say about my heart? Is there a sin that I need to confess? Is there something that, um, I'm in need of, and yet there's pride. Like, I I don't want to admit to God that I need him. I don't want to have a laundry list of things that I'm just asking God to do X, Y, and Z. Like, I kind of want to spare him the hassle (laughs) and do it all myself. And yet God invites us, cast your cares upon him. He says in first Peter, for he cares about you. Uh, Jesus says to his disciples, if you who are human, um, and, and still wrestle your sinful, selfish nature. If your kid asks you for a loaf of bread, you're not going to give him a stone. If he asks for fish, uh, you're not going to give him a snake. So how much more your heavenly father who loves you will give you the good things that you ask for. And uh, another version of that, and um, I think it's Mark says, how much more will your heavenly father give his own spirit to those who ask. Uh, he holds nothing back. And so we can express our neediness with confidence, knowing that he welcomes us in his presence. He wants to hear what's on our heart. He wants to hear about that text message that kept us up last night. He wants to hear about that relationship that leaves us empty. He wants to hear about our hopes that are dashed. He wants to hear about that job interview and, and our hope for a new position. He wants to hear all of it. And so having reciting, having recited God's goodness, we express our neediness and we lay it all out for him. And, and this is where, you know, we talked in our last episode about distracting thoughts and how we might get, you know, a little bit into our prayers. And then uh, we think about that one friend, or we think about that one thing on our to-do list. Um, And yes, you can write it down on a sticky note, but this is the perfect place to make that distraction a prompt for prayer. And so pray for whatever comes to mind. Don't feel guilty about um, other things that, that might interrupt your prayer time. Uh, Just look at it as the Holy Spirit prompting you to pray for that thing. And as you pray for it, you entrust it into God's hands. We then move to the S in rest, which is seek God's stillness. So in my previous way of praying, I I would tell God all the things I would give him all the burdens, and then I would move on with the next thing on my list without pausing to consider, God, is there anything you want to say to me? about this, that, that relationship, that hurt, um, I've told you what's on my heart. 
Now I'm going to be still and listen. Is there anything that's on your heart? Jesus says, I am the good shepherd and my sheep know my voice. They follow my voice. Uh, God will not hide his will from you. James says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God. And God who gives generously will answer that prayer. But too often we're so busy and our world is so noisy and our brains are so distracted that we can't hear his still small voice until we turn down the volume on everything else. And um, to be completely honest here. (laughs) The reason stillness, the S is in the middle of the acronym was not primarily because I had to make the acronym work. Although, you know, the English major in me loves that it works out that way. Um, It's because if I tacked on stillness at the end of the prayer, knowing myself, I would skip it. I'd be like, I'm too busy to be still today. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for the conversation up to this point. We're just going to move on. But because it's in the middle of the prayer, even if it's just 30 seconds of just being still with God, the God of the universe who created you, who knows you, who knows every white hair that's popping up and knows every day of your life. He wants you to just be with him, be loved by him, become aware of his presence. And we see this in the Psalms. There's this word Salah that means slow down, ponder, just be still. Uh, Psalm 46, we referenced in our previous conversation about God being our refuge and strength. And yet verse 11 of that says, be still and know that I am God. This is a time for you to just be. We are human beings, not human doings. (laughs) And so this is God's invitation that you would find rest with him. And if in this time worries pop up again, that's all right. Just take them, bring them back to the Lord. Say, God, this is coming back to mind. I'm putting it back in your hands. Is there anything you want to tell me about this? And oftentimes he will respond with scripture um, that I've memorized throughout my childhood and teenage years. There'll be a verse that comes to mind that is just so applicable to the situation, or I'll be in a time of stillness and suddenly Out of nowhere, I get this thought that maybe I should text this person. Uh, Maybe I should take some time to pray for her and then text her to let her know that I prayed for her. Um, Just out of the blue. (laughs) But God will prompt our hearts in stillness that way. That's where we can slow down and hear the voice of the good shepherd. He longs to guide us. He wants us to be aware of his presence, not just during that time of prayer, but throughout the day. But when we slow down, when we quiet the noise, we learn to recognize his voice in a prayer of rest so that throughout the day when it is busier and and noisier, our hearts are attuned to his presence because he's present with us because of the Holy Spirit, Emmanuel, like he's with us all the time. We just become I'm more aware of it when we slow down. So reciting God's goodness is the R, expressing our neediness is the E, seeking his stillness is the S, and then finally, trusting God's faithfulness. Now that we've told him all the things, we've spent time in his presence, as as long as time permits or as long as your heart needs to be still with him, I love ending my prayers with the reminder 
that God will be faithful to complete the good work that he started in the world and in my life too. And so whatever it is that I brought to him and entrusted to him, I will sometimes say out loud, even if the rest of my prayer, I, I wrote it down or I prayed silently, I will literally say out loud, God, I trust you. I choose to trust you. And throughout the day, if I start worrying about that thing again, I will slow down. I will remember, I will recite God's goodness. God, no, you're, you're faithful. You're true. You got this. I gave it to you. I'll express my need. Uh, here I am worrying about it again. And yet there's compassion and tenderness because you know that I'm weak. You know why this is so worrisome for me. And yet I give it to you again. I'll take a shorter time to just be still with him to say, God, is there a course correction? Am I going in the wrong direction? Then please redirect me or just give me the perfect peace of Jesus that passes all understanding. I'm just going to rest with you for a moment. And then I'm going to end again by saying, God, no, I trust you. <laughs> like I was tempted to worry, but nope, no, nope, you got this. You're going to be faithful. You have always been faithful. You've never disappointed me. And so I choose to trust you. So the prayer of rest can, um, it can be as long as you need. It can be as short as required. It's just a way of reminding our hearts to slow down from the hustle of even good religious things that we do and just become aware of God's presence with us and in us through his spirit that he longs to give us rest. Oh, I love Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. How, you know, you've kind of changed things up a little bit some of the things you know in the x method of praying are incorporated in this but i love the stillness and silence part and it is something that you know it can be intimidating or daunting to people but it's so important and i just i have an example that just came from this past easter um, weekend and I had felt the Holy Spirit prompting me in invite our neighbors over for Easter and like the, the part in, one part inside of me was like I I should do that but then I was worried I'm like but they don't know like this is just a family gathering of some extended family like you know 10 of us from my husband's side of the family and I'm like they're not going to know anyone you know that's this battle going back and forth and I kind of let it go and then again the Holy Spirit prompting me so I, I did invite in the neighbors they came and 
they were just such a blessing to have as part of our group and they didn't like in other years they always had a place to go and this year they didn't and they were so happy to come and be a part of it mm -hmm. and it and i just think there's so much great value in taking that time for stillness and and seeing what what the lord is placing on your heart through the holy spirit so beautiful all right so you had mentioned talked a little bit about brain science in our last talk but the prayers of rest format um is based not only on the Bible, but also brain science. So help us just a little bit unpack that for us. Sure. So um, it's it's the method of rest, but it's also the collection in the book, Prayers of Rest, because every prayer, um, there's 365 of them, first of all. So one for every day, if that's how you want to pray. Um, but there are also collections based on needs. Like I said, there's uh, 50 prayers for different emotions, for celebratory emotions or heart emotions. There's prayers for relationships, for your significant other, if you're in a relationship, or for those who serve or those who suffer. There's prayers for every room of the house. <laughs> so if you're spring cleaning or you have guests over, you want to pray over the dining room and the conversations that will happen there. And then there's prayers that are more theologically formative. Um, so we pray through Jesus' prayers. We pray through the books of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, looking for God's love in each book of the Bible, just resting in that assurance. Um, so lots of different prayers, but all of them follow the same format, um, which is praying scripture, um, because I think there's just so much value in uh just renewing our minds with God's word and having his word that's sharper than a double-edged sword uh, penetrate our hearts. Um, so, so every prayer starts with scripture, but then every prayer is also, besides going through the rest format, it's short. <laughs> we talked about tiny habits, about the importance of starting with something that is manageable, that lowers your brain's perceived resistance to this habit. So if you have a desire to start a habit of prayer, the way I framed the book is um, short prayers that can take as little as two or three minutes, or they can serve as a springboard for you to express what's on your heart as well. Um, but the collections are also short, anywhere from 10 prayers in a collection to 30 prayers of praying God's promises um, to the longest one is 66, which is praying through every book of the Bible. And this is where brain science kind of inspired me with this as well, is that we need to celebrate our wins. I think oftentimes when it comes to a habit, and I mentioned this before, I'm all or nothing. Like if I pray for, you know, four days in a week, and I miss three days, I'm going to focus on the three days that I missed and feel like a failure. Be like, gosh, Ashrita, can't you even just pray every day? How hard is that? Jesus did so much for you. And yet here you are, you can't even give him three minutes. And we get into this downward spiral of condemnation. And what happens in our brains, again, this is on a like cellular level. This is how God created us. So um, like, we're just 
discovering how God made us already. What happens on a cellular level is that our brains release a hormone that is the stress hormone. Um, I, I think it's serotonin. It's our, our brain saying, oh, this is bad news. Let's not do this again. Um, it's what happens when, um, you know, you go for a run and you haven't run in a long time and you get that side stitch and then your muscles get achy and, and you're like, forget this. Like, why did I think this was a good idea? And so you don't continue running. Um, God wired our brains to reinforce the good things, to make us want to continue the good things and to warn us to stay away from the bad things. So if we are focusing our attention on the ways that we have fallen short or the ways that we have failed, then we are simply reinforcing the notion that this is too hard and that we can't do this. And yet going back to God's promise in Philippians, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And so we can look at those four days of prayer out of seven and celebrate and say, God, last week I wasn't praying at all. And yet here I am this week, I prayed four times and I acknowledge that that is your spirit at work in me. This is not pumping up Ashrita to say, I'm so great. Look at me. This is saying, I could not have done this without you. And I choose to celebrate that you are making me a new creation, that you are renewing my mind, that you are creating new synaptic connections in my brain that will reinforce this habit to be life-giving. And God, I look forward to next week. God, will you help me be consistent? And when we reframe that conversation and we celebrate growth, we celebrate what God is doing, it releases dopamine, which is the same feel good hormone you get when you eat an Oreo or ice cream. <laughs> it's your brain saying that was a good idea. Let's do that again. Um, and so this is part of how I framed these collections in the book to be short, to give you that quick win of, I prayed through these 10 prayers of rest. I prayed through this collection of 20 prayers. And it reinforces that, that you can do this through the power of God's spirit in you. You can form a new habit. You can be consistent instead of allowing the voice of the enemy to speak condemnation and guilt and shame. You choose to celebrate the growth that the Holy Spirit is doing in your life through the power of God who raised Jesus from the dead. Can he not transform us into prayer warriors? Of course he can. And so we, we start small, we link it to something we're already doing. Um, I talk about this in the intro of the book, just some ideas, whether it's making coffee or um, commute or um, washing off makeup, <laughs> you link it to something you're doing, you celebrate those wins. Um, and then you just take time to have this conversation with the Lord to say, okay, God, what's next? Viewing it as an adventure. Um, can I try creative ways to pray? Maybe it's prayer journaling. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's trying to kneel when you pray, if you're usually seated, or maybe you pull the coloring crayons out and, and you have some time of talking to God as you're coloring. There's no right or wrong way to pray. When we come to the Father, through the work of Jesus Christ, our high priest, who has gone before us. It's because of him that we can approach the throne of grace with confidence, knowing that we will find mercy and help in time of need, and being confident that the Holy Spirit 
is also interceding for us and is also doing a work inside of us. So as you can tell, I'm a little bit passionate about brain science and Bible habits, but it's all woven into prayers of rest. Even if you don't see it, uh, it's, it's there. It's the grid work. Yes. Well, actually I can see it. You know, um, I mentioned earlier that I have this ADHD short focus brain, and I think the format is actually brilliant. It really, if someone who, who, who has a short attention span, not because we, we want it, it's just what we have. Um, I, I love how you've set it up and it does make you feel like you've, um, you can do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even as we mentioned with the time of stillness, that can be really scary for, for people who have shortest attention spans because you, you might feel like you're a failure at it, but how you've explained it and laid it out, um, provides an opportunity for, for you to feel like you can do this and be mm-hmm. successful at it. I'd like to take just a moment for you to share with our audience um, how Prayers of Rest began, because it's just such an interesting story about your live prayer calls at the start of the COVID pandemic. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, so I think it was in our previous episode that I shared about my laundry room moment where um, two weeks into the COVID-19 lockdown, um, I love my family. I, I truly adore my kids. They're uh, spunky kids. (laughs) I love time with them, but I'm also an introvert. And so it had been two weeks at this point of being together 24 seven of feeding them breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and every snack in between of picking up after them of still trying to keep up with my own work, um, working from home while doing their schooling, while my husband was trying to work and breaking up sibling squabbles. Like I could go on and on. It was overwhelming. Um, especially for my introvert heart that was like, I just need time alone to be a better mama. (laughs) Um, and, and yet there was nowhere to go because we were locked in together. And so I was at the, the kitchen sink, um, when I felt, um, my, my heart rate speed up, my breathing became shallow. My hands started shaking and it felt like I was getting tunnel vision. Like everything was going black, just a small hole that I could see through. And I was frightened. Um, it, it felt like my body was betraying me. Like what is happening to my body right now? I don't know. I don't feel like I'm in control. Like I tried calming myself. It didn't work. And the kids started arguing over something in the living room. And so I had to escape to the laundry room and I shut the door and I slid to the floor and I started sobbing, just uncontrollable sobs and saying, God, I can't do this anymore. I just cannot do this anymore. I like, there's nothing left to give. I can't do this anymore. And, and in that space, um, just the words of Psalm 46 became a lifeline in, in the midst of what felt like drowning. It, It was the words, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in time of trouble. And so I continued this, it felt like 
a soundtrack that was scratched, that it just kept playing the whole, the same thing on loop. I can't do this anymore. And every time I would say, I can't do this anymore. God's word became stronger. And, and I, I am convinced the Holy Spirit speaking truth over my, my brain and my mind and my heart and my body. God is our refuge and strength a very present help in time of trouble. And so gradually my, I can't do this anymore, got quieter and quieter. And the reminder that he is my refuge, that he's present there on the laundry room floor with me. He's present with me in my trouble. Um, gradually just calmed down my, my mind, my heart, my breathing. Uh, I felt like I, I, you know, just kind of returned to a space of what just happened to me <laughs> that had never happened to me before. Um, and yeah, as I was there, just like, okay, something is wrong. And the future does not look bright. <laughs> if, if this is the way that things are going to continue to go at that point, we had no idea like how long this was going to last. We didn't know how deadly this virus was. There was so much division in our churches, in our, in our families. Um, it just felt like this is the end of the world as we know it. Um, and, and also just praying, God, I don't want to go through that again. (laughs) Can we not do that part again? Um, and, and I became aware of God's gentle invitation in that, uh, that those words were his invitation to me. Asherita, will you make me your refuge? Will you find your strength in me? Will you run to me to be your help, no matter how long this lasts? Um, Because that was the only thing that had calmed me down. It wasn't meditative breathing. It wasn't going for a walk. It was that quiet assurance in God's presence that he's got me. And so I was like, okay, um, I'm going to wake up before the kids. Uh, all my friends are binging Netflix shows and staying up at all hours of the night. And yet I'm going to go to bed early and I'm going to wake up to spend time with Jesus, not because he expects it of me and not because that's what good Christian girls do, but because I need it. I need time in God's presence to anchor me during these uncertain times. Um, and so I shared with my Instagram community, just a, a very abbreviated version of like, Hey, I had this freak out moment. I know I need time in prayer. I think you might too. And so if you want to join me, I'll be going live at 7am, um, tomorrow morning. And so I woke up this next morning and, um, this was me like, why did I think this was a good idea? Like I could sleep in right now. Why am I in my closet on the floor with these dress clothes that I haven't worn in two weeks? Like who made me do this? But, you know, with, with finger shaking, I hit go live. Um, and I just, God just did the most beautiful thing. Dozens of women from around the world, all different time zones joined in and said, I need this my heart needs this. I'm so glad you're doing this. This is an answer to prayer. I need to be spending time with God. And over the, the, I can't remember six to eight weeks that followed every single weekday morning, we would gather together at 7am to spend 30 minutes in prayers of rest. I taught these women the rest acronym of prayer, how to, how to recite God's goodness and express our neediness and seek his stillness 
and trust his faithfulness, how to pray scripture. And we did that. We didn't talk about praying. We prayed (laughs) and they learned how to pray by actually praying together, by showing up in community and saying this time I am choosing to rest in God. Um, and, and, you know, those replays were only available for 24 hours. And we had friends from different time zones saying, Hey, you know, I couldn't watch it. Could you do it at a different time? Um, and so that transitioned to a weekly podcast that I'd record these 10 minute prayers of rest and share it with our friends and family. And I did it as a short-term experiment over the summer. And said, God, I don't know if this is something that should keep going or not. Like it was just one step at a time, truly trusting and resting in God's provision and, and his direction. And by the end of the summer, we had um, been downloaded the podcast in over a hundred countries, including countries that were close to the gospel, places where missionaries could not go, places where churches had been shut down and there was no gathering of believers So hearing those stories of how God was meeting people in the midst of their own heartache and their own laundry room moment through prayers of rest um, around the world, that was God's clear sign to say, let's keep going. And so here we are two years later, um, there's a book that's releasing here, Prayers of Rest, Daily Prayers prompts to slow down and hear God's voice. And that's because our listeners said, Hey, can we have these prayers in written form (laughs) so that we can go back and pray anytime. And so the the book is an answer to that need. And the prayers of rest podcast has been downloaded close to 300,000 times now in even more countries and places where the gospel is moving powerfully. And I just look back at that laundry room moment and say, God, you are so good that you would take the brokenness and the weakness and the, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And that through the power of Jesus, you would then use that to point people to you. That is God's power at work in our weakness. Oh, without a doubt. That is just an absolutely moving and powerful testimony of God's faithfulness and how he does use those difficult circumstances in our life for his glory and look at how you just trusting him and taking it you know making that shaky moment hitting that live button and being willing to do that and how impactful that's been to so many people um really is just amazing and i'm just so thankful that you were willing to to share your rest prayers with us now in written format and we will definitely have a link in our show notes for both um the podcast so i imagine um it would just be great to listen to the podcast even if you're driving in your car and want to have time for prayer um, on the way to work or uh, folding your laundry or anytime you can listen to those podcasts and and be encouraged through prayer as well and learn more about the rest format for prayer it's here and we are so excited Our new Patreon online community is finally open and you're invited to join us. Your support is so appreciated and important. 
In fact, it's what allows us at Coffee and Bible Time to continue on with our ministry. We thank you in advance for your support. Well, as we kind of wrap up this part of the interview, I just want to um, have you encourage listeners with how prayer actually changes things and you know, you've given your story here. What else have you seen about um, stories of prayer impacting people and even multiple generations? Yeah, I mean, this goes back to the question that we started a while ago. Does does prayer actually work? Uh, when when I feel like my prayers hit the ceiling, like how do I know God is actually listening and and that it changes anything? Um, and this is where we can rest on God's character that God is faithful to his promises, that God is good and that he longs to hear our prayers and to answer our prayers. And, um, Alan, just a couple months ago. So, I mean, I shared the story of prayers arrest. This has been something that God has been working on my heart for a long, long time. Um, but just a couple months ago, I was having coffee with my mom and she said, Ashrita, I don't know that you know this, but your great grandfather, um, in communist Romania, right? He came to know Jesus as an adult and um, took time with his eight kids around the dinner table every night. He would open the Bible and, and read God's word over them and pray that God would draw their hearts to him. Um, his own wife wasn't a follower of Jesus. And so he just modeled faithful conversation with a father around the dinner table and prayed that <clears throat> excuse me, he prayed that every single one of his children would come to follow Jesus and would build God's kingdom. And this is at a time when uh, there's a cost to following Jesus. In communist Romania, uh, you were not allowed to make Jesus the, the one that ruled your life. <laughs> the communist party ruled your life, and then Jesus can kind of come along there somewhere as long as he's subservient to the party. But to claim your, your primary allegiance to King Jesus, the one who reigns and, and proclaim that your life is given in service to building his kingdom, not the communist party's agenda. Those were traitorous things to pray. And yet that is what this man prayed over each of his children and his wife, that they would be Jesus followers and kingdom builders. And, um, Every single one of his children walked away from God and, and lived a life of rebellion, a life of safety, of, of not wanting to risk what it takes to follow Jesus. And yet now with the hindsight of, you know, those were my grandma and grand aunts and uncles, uh, on this side of the story, every single one of them came back to God. Every single one came back in repentance. Every single one was involved in their local church, whether um, giving to missionaries, uh, teaching Sunday school, smuggling Bibles, being the ones who were building God's kingdom in Romania, even in the midst of the communist regime. And, and they prayed for their children. And so it's my mom's generation that is now involved in the church and, and building up. My mom was a missionary in Romania uh, to the gypsies for 10 years, just such an incredible harvest of the gospel. Um, and, and that is 
her grandfather's prayers being fulfilled, God answering those prayers. And, and here I am, the next generation. Um, and what I shared with you through prayers of rest, like this is not Asherita's wisdom, right? This is not something that I just came up with on my own. This is God answering the prayers of a righteous man in the 1930s saying, I will hear, I will answer. Now, are there cousins of mine that are far from the Lord? Yes. But this is why we don't give up praying. Uh, my great-grandfather did not live to see each of his children follow Jesus. And, and yet we can now see that. So your prayers today, whether you are 85 or 15, <laughs> God promises to listen to your prayers, that if you seek him, you will find him. When you seek him with all of your heart, he will be found by you. He will bless the generations to come because that is his generous heart of our heavenly father. So even if you don't see answers to your prayers today, do not lose heart and grow weary because you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Uh, as we pray, I, I don't know how God does it. And yet he promises that we get to partner with him through our prayers, that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. And so we can rest in God because it's his power at work. We don't have to hustle. We don't have to worry. We don't have to try harder. We can rest in prayer, knowing that God's power is at work amazing right amazing amazing grace and god is just amazing and that's one of the um the mysteries and the beautiful thing of, that god allows us to partner with him and um be a part of the process of expanding his kingdom and i mean that there's just such great joy in that and never ever give up just keep praying and trusting, right, that, that God will fulfill. Well, tell us how people can find out more information about you and your podcast and your book. Sure. So um, everything Prayers of Rest is at prayersofrest.com. Uh, you can find the book there. You can find the podcast linked there. The podcast is called Prayers of Rest. Uh, every week we share a 10-minute guided prayer to help guide you into God's presence and resting with him. Uh, we also have a challenge that's happening in the month of May called uh, Resting in God's Promises. It's a five-day invitation to pray God's promises, to, to rest in his power when we rest in him. So you can find information about that also at prayersofrest.com. Wonderful. Well, before we go, I want to ask you just a, some of our favorite Bible study questions. Um, what Bible do you use and what translation is it? Sure. I use the She Reads Truth Bible and it's the Christian Standard Version. Um, and I love that it has wide margins for taking notes. I tried my hand at like coloring and drawing stuff. And God has just not gifted me that way. <laughs> so <laughs> most of the margins are filled with just me taking notes about what I'm learning about God or, or what I'm uh, bringing to him that day. Oftentimes I'll write the date in the margin and just write a prayer of rest in the margins there. And so it's become a beautiful journal of God's faithfulness at work. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have any favorite 
journaling supplies that you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? Yeah. So um, I use these pens. I bought a pack of them. They're called Pilot GTEC C4, um, which makes me sound really nerdy, but they're the type of pen that I love to use. It doesn't bleed through the page of my Bible. And it's also a very thin um, line, the, the point four. And then I love using mild liners for underlining in my Bible. Um, in fact, I have a chart in the back of my Bible that has a different color for different themes. So I'll use yellow for God's character and I'll use uh, blue for God's promises. And so as I'm reading scripture, it helps me pay attention to have my mild liners and my pen in hand. And I'm just underlining, what is this telling me about God? What does it tell about his commitment to his people? Um, it's just such a beautiful way to engage scripture. Oh, I love that idea. We will put links to both of those in our notes. And lastly, what is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? Hmm. Um, well, I, I'll say this is more of a prayer app. Um, I've been using the app called Pray As You Go, which was an inspiration for Prayers of Rest. Um, it's from our Anglican brothers and sisters. So a little bit different from my church tradition as I grew up, but that was, uh, God used that in a season where I felt so far from him and, and feeling like my prayers were hitting the ceiling. Uh, it, it's a, a daily guided prayer um, and a time of reflection. And so from that, I kind of took that and adapted it for prayers of rest based on scripture, bringing us into God's presence. Uh, but the prayer as you go app, I'll still occasionally go back to it. And it, it's just such a wonderful way to remind myself that, that God is wherever we go. We can talk to him all the time. Oh, excellent. I haven't heard of that one before, so I'll have to check that out. Well, Asherita, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your insights on prayer and all that you're doing through your various ministries to advance God's kingdom. Thank you so much for having me. It was my joy to be here. Oh, and for our listeners, I would just encourage you to pick up a copy of Asherita's book called Prayers of Rest. You'll find the link in our show notes, and you can head over to our blog where you can share your comments with us on how you tackle your struggles with prayer and what you do to slow down and make intentional time to rest in God's presence. Lastly, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We love you all and have a blessed day.